Valuetown is a production of HearthSim. Find out how to support Valuetown by going to patreon.com slash Valuetown. Welcome! What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 185 of Value Town. I'm Jamie V, and Gara's joining me, of course. What's up, Gara? Uh, not much, not much. Just finished my stream. Uh, yes. A little bit tired, but... Always. <laughs> every <laughs> week, right? Positive news. <laughs> yeah. I know. That's the same every week, basically, because it's so late for you. But, um, you know, we've got an interesting show today. So, And we got an interesting guest today. We've got Just Saying... Straight off a qualification to the uh, the fall championships, the HTC fall championships, and fresh off maybe like a week ago or a week and a half ago, a win at DreamHack Montreal. Welcome, welcome, or Jeff saying, I want to call you David, but <laughs> how you been, dude? I've been good, Chris. Um, yeah. the, the last two, three weeks have just been... Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I've been waiting for a win for a very long time, mm -hmm. and then it yeah. kind of just all came at once. So I'm super happy about it. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of us were like very, very happy for you just because it's been a long time coming, and you've been really close too. You've been how many semis have you been to in finals, like before winning this? Well, the meme was uh, because I faced Hunter Ace in like <laughs> semis twice. Yep. Is that the two times that Hunter Ace beat me? are the times that he's won. And then, you know, after I beat him, I think it was in top eight this time, actually. So a mm -hmm. little bit earlier. We met a little bit earlier. And after beating him in top eight, everyone was saying, oh, he's just going to win the whole thing now. <laughs> sure enough, you did, man. It's just the final boss, right? So, um, but no, no, it's, that's awesome. It's been great, you know, seeing all that success that you've been having. And um, this year, I think this year has just been phenomenal for you. You're like points leaders right now. And uh, you know, I, I think we had on the interview just to like, or had on the, the notes here just to kind of go in an interview, but why don't we just kind of get into that? Like, um, yeah, this, this year I think has been phenomenal for you. And, um, I just kind of want to ask you, like, is there anything different to you, like to you this year than another year? Or is it just one of those instances where just things have just been lining up right for you? Uh, I think I took the competitive scene not extremely seriously the the past year or so mm -hmm. and then when this year came around and tempo picked up muzzy and amnesiac and just kind of threw me in as the third player it's like well <laughs> I'm, I'm dealing with such world-class players that if, if i don't you know find a way to catch up then wow i'm really going to stick out as a sore thumb right when it comes to how we're performing so mm -hmm. um so how does the just a question? You know, definitely Temple Storm's obviously been crushing it. They're you know, you guys are number one in the team standings. I don't even think it's that close anymore, right? Like I, I haven't seen the very very latest team uh, standings like you know up to date. But the last time they came out, you guys, you know, after the whole ladder, you guys gotten all your ladder points and everything. It, it, you guys already had a considerable lead, and now you guys, I think. You know, you beating Fino, and on top of that, in the finals, I, I feel like the lead's even larger. So, uh, in terms of the team, um, maybe given a little insight on just how how the team kind of just works. You know, from, from a practice standpoint, like how how does that all come about? Because you know, you, you guys kind of lost your coach like early on in the whole process, but you guys seem to be completely fine. 
Yeah, Chalky uh, was around for maybe like one or two months, but yeah, Blizzard picked him up, snatched him up real fast. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I think uh, overall, just like this year, the the biggest difference for us is that we've just had the ability to like going to everything. I think matters a lot, right? Because just being inside looking out changes the perspective entirely at least um, the way i see it so as soon as we got a good foothold on the meta i i just don't think we've really let go since then mm -hmm. and you're, you're talking mostly about the event meta or are you talking about just overall just meta you know just you've got a crazy great understanding of, of just meta and, and i guess how people react and you know just okay. trends so yeah yeah, I, I am kind of talking about events in general. So okay. the idea is like uh, we, we go to all of these different tour stops and we we kind of get a flow of how the meta is shifting because everyone who's preparing for the next tour stop, which is, you know, the, the next weekend or maybe a little bit later, ref refers back to the previous tour stop, right? And how yeah. that meta yeah. is developing. Right. So they're on the outside because if they're not traveling to everything, they're on the outside trying to figure out the next tour stop based on the previous ones. But we're we're at every single event and we know basically how things are shifting, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that I think makes it a lot easier for us to um, travel from event to event and just get it right more often. Yeah. I mean, how much of it is just talking with players, you know, like having that kind of pulse, you know, versus obviously hearing secondhand or just observing whatever article re report, whatever. Like, do you think actually think so. communicating with the players has, has, you know, helped too? Definitely. Um, we communicate a lot with, uh, like, Fate to Karma, uh, Team Genji, like, all of <laughs> our competition, teams. basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it's it's definitely worth it. Like, to, to work with each other, I think, definitely helps us more than it hurts us, so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you so is that is that kind of generally how I mean are the teams kind of working together then at the top because there's been consistency clearly with I mean we we've seen it right all year we're seeing the same faces the same teams you know finishing you know in, in the top eight for the most part and you know leading the way is obviously Temple Storm and Fade to Karma um, does that that has a lot to do with just you guys working together as you know two teams or has it just been a, a little bit more isolation and you know just both of the teams just for whatever reason um, are, are uh, you know, just have figured out the meta just better than most people. I think because we're talking in such a large group, mm -hmm. we roll out like bad ideas pretty fast. And okay. they're, they're definitely just group members that are in, in tune with the same stuff that we are. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, I think it's definitely given us a big advantage just being able to. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. That's good. <laughs> Clearly, it's working, and uh, you know, hopefully, it continues on. Um, so, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question, David, because I know you're so humble and everything. But, like, how do you feel you rank right now in terms of best player in the world? Because I, you know, I, I said it last week. I think you're the best player in the world right now. Like, and you know, a lot of people are saying Hunter Ace or whatnot. But you know, I'm going by just even the last five, six weeks and what I've seen. You know, and um, so. I kind of want to get your take. Like, where would you put yourself right now? So, there are stats people that we work with that have like a hidden ELO system. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like making our own, um, what was the website? Like Ghost of Gamers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the, like a while ago, they used right. to track performance. Right. Um, yeah, we have some stats guys and like kind of on a side project, they're just like getting everyone's ELO together based on online, offline tournaments. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, if you count all of the events, I believe Hunter Race is first and then Muzzy is second. And that's the whole year, I, though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The entire the entire year, and I think I end up fifth, in, uh, including all of the events. Okay. But if you don't count online qualifiers, because um, the Elo does respect uh, sample size pretty well, mm-hmm. if you count only offline events, uh, Hun Race has a seventy two percent win rate, God. and <laughs> God. wow, I had I had seventy one throughout the year. Yeah, but if you count the nine zero off of playoffs, mm-hmm. I believe I have seventy four percent. So I'm a little bit ahead of Hunter's. So you're the you're the best player. <laughs> so if you take maybe the the second half of the season so far, I would say. I mean, what you're saying is you're probably number one there, with Hunter Ace being really really close. Um, I mean, if you can make the stats say what you want, then <laughs> at so some humble. point, so like we figured humble. it out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome, man. That's amazing to you know, like be playing at that level. Um, Gara, yeah. yeah I mean, what's your take on, great, on this guy? That's a great idea for for another HS replay feature. Yep, yep. And like, it will evaluate who's the currently best Hearthstone player. All you yeah. have to <laughs> stats don't lie. Just go to HS replay. Well. Rank one player in the world <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, we definitely have thought about you know, obviously doing something that's more specific to events. But the, the biggest thing is like you know, you have to kind of plug into the events too and if not you have to kind of like do it manually right so um no i mean a leaderboard a ranking system like Ghost used to have obviously is a is an amazing thing i think the community can use from the standpoint of narrative and storylines and and it's it's great i mean best player in the world right that's that's i feel like that's one narrative that we just never have you know it's just like kind of more along the lines of you know, maybe we can say best team, right? Now that we have the the team rankings and and have a group of players, but in how Hearthstone is designed, it's always been just kind of hard to, to say that. But now, you know, we've got all these tour stops and we've got all these these events that I think we actually have enough to to you know be able to to do that now. So it kind of sucks that Ghost Gamer, whoever that you're working with, like privately. They should just make it public, man. That'd be a great product to have, you know, like, and, and, uh, it'd be great for, you know, shows like Value Town to be able to talk about you guys in that way too. Yeah. I mean, I just sent over, uh, the latest calculation, like okay. before championships. Um, but yeah, maybe we can look at that a little bit later. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. For sure. Um, all right. So, you know, I, I think that there's this year's obviously there's still a few months to go. Um, obviously you have the, uh, uh, the championships coming up and um you know right now i mean you're looking good man i mean it's, like we had tyler on last week and it was kind of a similar situation you know tyler was either one or two like with points you know and, and actually his counterpart was was in the uh the, the finals as well um but you know you're similar situation you're number one point leaders right now and you can qualify in both ways for worlds so um how you feeling just you know in terms of your chances of getting the worlds right now I mean, I, th- I think this is probably the best bet is just to try my hardest to win throughout the championships because if I do lose, then I'm going back to the last call race, which means I'm going to be head-to-head against Muzzy, 
yeah. which is oh. just it, it arguably in my opinion at least is just scarier than the entire championship field like having to go head to head against muzzy is like if, if i'm gonna lose to muzzy i'd rather lose to him on the biggest stage right yeah 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 i know what you mean well hopefully both of you guys can get in <laughs> if yeah if like, right now the chance is not even so bad that Masi and Sane both go to Worlds. And yeah, that's and yeah. if there's only 16 people going to Worlds, there's a good chance they both end up in finals. How well, sick would that be? <laughs> well, what's, like, what's, the, sick what's the point difference be? between you two and the third person? Like, is it just, is, is it like if you if you get in through the, the finals, is, is he just auto in? Or like, is it that, is it close? Or, you know, in terms of being the third place person? I've, it's so not close that I've stopped counting. <laughs> okay. Between. So, all right, all right, all right. So I get it. So you just, you just got to get into the top four and you're, you're, and then the whole team is good, basically. That's pretty yeah, amazing, mean, dude. That's awesome. Monsanto was close after season one, but after season two, we both pulled ahead by 20, 30 points. So nice. That's a lot. 20, 30 points is a ton. Um, there's like no way that you guys are giving that many points up uh, for the remainder of the season. And you can also like see Mazi as like the best possible practice partner because nobody wants Sane to win more than Mazi because then he gets basically automatically also. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's a good point. Definitely a good point. No, I mean, I don't think you can ask for a better scenario, right? I mean, at least, you know, being, being set up this way, you know, um, so, you know, congrats for doing that, man. It's all the hard work, you know, you've put in so far this year. And, you know, I, it's going to pay off, dude. Not only are you going to get in, my prediction, not only are you going to get in, you're going to, you're going to win this tournament, dude. <laughs> you're going to keep it 3-0. and You're going to go 3-0. and No, you just jinxed it, Chairman. I know. Fun. God, I shouldn't have said that. But I can't, I can't help my excitement. <laughs> so, But hopefully it's not a jinx because I we kind of point out the jinx. So maybe it's not a jinx. I just anti-jinxed it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. But, um, but anyways, David, like super happy for you, man. I, I hope, you know, I definitely wish the most success for you this year and, you know, end up at worlds. It'd be awesome. All right. Thank you guys. Uh, but let's talk about the playoffs. You know, you obviously got through, got through actually in the winner's bracket too. So, um, but you know, I, you were talking about your read on the meta. Um, and most of you guys, if not all of you guys just brought the aggro lineup, right? Uh, at least the the Temple Storm uh, just team ended up bringing that, um, but we said, but you know, in the in the top four, we ended up having two. You, know, you and Tincho, I think, brought more of an aggro lineup, and then we saw Language Hacker and Bloody Face bring, you know, very different lineups. So, um, what did you see? You know, you obviously went nine and zero, so I, I would guess that the aggro pick was was right on. But how did some of these other guys get through with the lineups that they had? So, again, it's kind of like on the inside looking out is after playing at DreamHack Montreal, we kind of realized that Death Rattle Hunter, although it's like pretty flexible overall, is really, really weak to aggressive decks and conquest. And people seeing how it did in LHS were likely going to bring it to the championships. Um, and yeah, we had some extra techs. Like we won Montreal with uh, Chain Gangs and MC Tech, but even then, the win rate against like Zoo Warlock and Odd Paladin is like under 20% in our eyes. So we figured bringing a full aggro would be pretty good. Um, a lot of um, our friends actually brought Paladin over Zoo Warlock as well because they were just that sure that aggro would be the dominant performer in the field. Mm -hmm. 
um, a little bit wrong because I think just a bunch of taunt druids appeared out of nowhere, yeah. and that's not what we were expecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the taunt druid was the you know language hacker obviously broke out the taunt druid and had a lot of success with it. And taunt druid actually showed up in our top five decks last week, are right, and we were a little surprised as to what the heck was this, but. You know, I, I think um, obviously the latter and the event are different, but it, it was, I feel like, somewhat of a reaction to, to what was an aggro uh, type of meta on the ladder. Um, it's just the best druid uh, for the mirror. Mm-hmm. Like the high spin rate in the mirror, and it's like overall a decent deck and just win. Yeah. Like even the bad matchups. And another thing is it doesn't play Spreading Plague, and so many people are playing like Mossy Horror and even double Mossy Horror. And yeah. It's just probably the best Druid version. You always want to kind of find the best Druid version because Druid is so OP as a class. <laughs> yeah. So you actually ended up facing Language Hacker, you know, who also got through. And I mean, his lineup was the Tondru, like you mentioned, Quest Rogue, the Shutterwalk Shaman, which I know Gar has been playing a bunch of lately, and, and Q-Block. So that was, I mean, talk about that match. Like, you feeling, were you feeling super confident with your, your lineup against that? Well, Language Hacker had a few texts, like... Yeah, his decks are weak to aggro, but I think his Shadowwalk Shaman was running like double Pyromancer, double mm-hmm. Earthshock. Yep. Questrog was running double Fan. The Tauntruid had like a more anti-aggressive build, and Keyboardlock naturally is already very strong against the Token Druid. So he had kind of a soft counter on what should have been like the most popular Druid deck, right? And I think that's why he saw so much success as well, is because he beats all the control lineups, and he also gets to soft target something against aggro. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I just had to find a good spot to get Druid through, which yeah. luckily I kind of predicted what he was going to queue after game one. Nice. A nice. Uh, talking about Bloody Face, I think Bloody Face, what did he have here? Bloody Face ended up bringing Malagus, Druid, Evenlock, Recruit War- Hunter, and Odd Warrior. So like, very different, like even another, like a very uh, another different take on on uh, getting through here. I guess the quest rogue was obviously the same, but um, you know, what do you what do you think about recruit hunter and and even lock? Even lock is extremely strong. Yeah, I think recruit hunter has enough balanced matchups, but it can definitely be the weak point in the lineup more so than quest rogue against Agra. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, you know, I think, you know, congrats to all four of the guys. And, and again, uh, just saying, Tencho, uh, Language Hacker, Bloody Face for getting through. You know, definitely going to be seeing them in a in a, a few months here. At the Or is it, how many months is it? When, how, when's the actual finals? It's like a, one month? Is it one month away? It's about three weeks away. Three weeks it's away, yeah. It's like bl- right in the middle of October, yeah. Yeah, right before BlizzCon. So um, get a chance to see all you guys battle it out and what you guys, see what you guys bring. Obviously, I'm not going to ask you what you're going to bring because you probably don't even know, given that there's three weeks from now, but you know, wouldn't want you to share it anyways. Um, We're running it back, Chairman. The exact same one. <laughs> exactly. Okay, that's what you heard it on Value Town. He's for sure running the aggro lineup, guys. So. We'll see how the people take that. Card for uh, card. card. Card for card. Yeah, exactly. Um, bring it on, bitches. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> that would be pretty amazing if you did actually bring it after calling it out and still winning. And then it used to, like, he brings that would be so card for card and then it goes like 9-0 again or something. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. 
Okay, well, anyways, moving on to, uh, let's see, uh, Blizzard had a blog announcement, which um, wasn't expecting it yesterday, but they came out with some news to, to basically talk about what they've been working on, what they may, maybe been talking about internally, and uh, some interesting things to I felt like we should talk about here, uh, starting with, we'll start at the top here, so uh, the state of the meta, so they, they generally talked about um, I guess, you know, the fact that the meta is stabilizing and, um, you know, the, the fact that they think it's good. And because they think it's good, you know, I don't think we're going to be seeing any any uh, any kind of nerfs. I, I think that even uh, Dean was saying that there's not going to be any kind of changes or nerfs, uh, at least any time in the near future. So we're not going to see that kind of mid-expansion change we saw last, uh, the Witchwood, during the Witchwood, which ended up really... I think reviving, rejuvenating, you know, just the the um, staleness that was starting to to really take place, and it's kind of a bummer for me at least. I, I was hoping that they they were going to make this more of a routine thing where they would change in mid expansion, but um, want to get your take, you know, uh, Gar. First, you like you know we we've been talking about the same very balanced, yeah. you know, equally distributed meta, but how do you feel about them basically not making a change? Okay. Like I was reading all of it, and I had some good laughs. <laughs> like some some Wait, stuff. Just start, is... start with the state of meta first. We'll get to some of no, the the juice. No, like I wanna summarize. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. Like summarization is that they heavily focus on uh, newer players uh, instead of focusing on existing players, and I think it really comes down to. Um, selling packs by the end of the day if you think about it because like existing players have already like yeah. all the cards no seriously like um they, i think they they summarized the state of the meta mm -hmm. in like like in a few sentences like uh, they're very happy with the variety of decks that are played in, in legend and in high legend and the, the only problem they might see is um giggling inventor but they intentionally made Giggling Inventor a powerful card because they want taunt minions um, to be powerful because it creates an interesting meta or like interesting um, yeah decisions within the game. Uh, similar to Sludge Belcher, Sludge Belcher was also a powerful five mana taunt, and I think the meta was quite decent during Sludge Belcher. I'm not quite sure. I just it just mm -hmm. felt that way. Like the card was great, I think, for the game. And another turn and there's like so many different tech cards against the Adrenaline, which we already discussed. Like with yeah. and, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um and that was it basically. That's that's all they said about the meta. They keep an eye on it and they're happy with how it is. And then everything else was basically for newer players like this entire article like they stopped working on the in-game tournament mode <laughs> yeah. well let, let's, let's hold that discussion we're, we're gonna get to that discussion in a second <laughs> i just want let's get through this meta part and then we'll we'll dive into that because there's a lot to talk about with that um but david yeah like your your thoughts on this because you know the meta you, you could argue that you know since the witchwood it's been like um you know really really great it's something i think that you know, from a designer standpoint, they were striving for, you know, like when you see 25 decks in the top two tiers, you know, from the standpoint of, of viable decks that you could actually get to legend and you climb the ladder with, uh, and, and all the classes are represented well. I mean, that sounds like an ideal spot to be in, but the question is, is can you be in this ideal spot too long and, and that be a bad thing? So, um, you know, what's your take on all of this stuff? Like, oh. I don't... 
Okay. Like, you want to say something about this? We're thing? saying. Well, no, I was going to ask Sam, um, like, what, what his thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the meta overall has been fine. It's It's been very good for basically this entire year. And they're talking about, like, Giggly Inventor being, you know, maybe too powerful. But Giggly Inventor has counterplay, right? Like, uh, you have Mossy Horror, you have Blood Knight. The only thing that I really dislike, though, is when Quest Rogue plays Giggling Inventor and then they shadow step it. And then you just you just can't and they they play like five of them across the game and there's nothing you can do. It's like the problem's always kind of been with Quest Rogue, right? Like Giggling Inventor boosted the power level, but if Quest Rogue wasn't there, Giggling Inventor would be I think, very suitable. It was decent enough counterplay, mm -hmm. but not when you can play five of them and finish your quest on it, right? Yeah. And so in terms of like stagnation, are are you okay with this kind of very balanced meta? And, but it just being the same for a long period of time, or just are you happy with that, or would you be okay with that if they didn't change anything for, you know, like what's going to be like a few months now, right? At least until the next expansion. I mean, there was a little bit of disappointment that the mechs didn't have as much impact, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of like TGT, where the joust oh, mechanic yeah. just basically didn't see a lot of play, and then a few powerful cards were just. Um, heavily ingrained in the meta thereafter. Vigar, mm -hmm. you're going you're gonna to jump in there? I mean, the meta is balanced, like, in a way, but I think the the ladder experience is still, like, at least on Higher Legend, it's very boring. I, 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 I was never as bored as right now, not because I'm bored of the game, just I feel like I'm forced to play very certain decks because they're still like with Quest Rogue being like a very, very powerful deck, it automatically forces you in this like weird rock, paper, scissor scenario. Like decks will either like hard counter Quest Rogue or just auto lose to it, I feel like. And it was already concluded before that Quest Rogue is like bad for the game or the deck is too apart or when the deck is too strong. It is bad for the game, and Queststroke before was way weaker than Queststroke now. Like when it was nerfed, it was like a 35% win rate deck on ladder. Yeah. Now it's like a positive win rate deck, even for a weaker player. So it's mm -hmm. in comparison more powerful than when it was nerfed. And it was concluded that it should be nerfed because it's not mm -hmm. good, right? And we have the state again where Queststroke is even better. So what is different now? I don't I don't see a difference of why should Queststroke assist now compared to when it was concluded that it should be nerfed. It's just, just so illogical to me. Well, uh, I mean, they, I don't think they wanted to destroy it as much as they just wanted to see if they could lower the power level of it. But, you know, I think it's becoming more and more clear that it's not so much the minions you get as much as just how fast you can create that that scenario, right? Like, just... But the, I don't even want to, like, quest. blame Quest. I don't think, like, the Quest itself is fine just because the 4-4 the mm -hmm. minions feel definitely much weaker. It is like the infinite combo with Zola that is like super frustrating to play against. This is like where the, the slower decks like Bakuri Autolus because you just have infinite minions to play. And and Sonya, I think Sonya and Zola are the two, and maybe like Sane said, the Giggling Inventor can be super frustrating, especially when they complete the quest with Giggling Inventor. That's probably like the most frustrating gaming experience you can have. <laughs> uh, like this is just oh my yeah, god 
One, two, three, and then when they go to Valero and then play double gig. Oh god, yeah, <laughs> I've had that like, happen several times in the last two days. It's crazy. It clearly has weaknesses, like Quest Stroke. It loses to a bunch of different Argo decks, like Phase decks and whatnot. Like mm-hmm. overall, the game is very balanced. Also, when you go to HSReplay.net, the best Hearthstone website, uh, you will see that all the tier one decks have like. Like the best decks in the game, or the best performing ladder decks have like 52 or 53% win rate compared to other decks that are weaker that have 51 or 52% win rate. It's like overall, it's very balanced. Like we have a lot of playable decks, but I don't know the the, the win condition. I, I I don't like the the win conditions right now. We have like with Talkworker Druid, with like the 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 the, the florist. Where you basically have no counterplay. <laughs> basically, any of those, yeah. You know, OTK-ish the quest with Sonya. type of finish. There's like these, yeah. these cards that yeah. are just so incredibly frustrating to play against, even though the overall win rates and stuff is okay. But there's too many of these, you know, Kelly yeah, Seven to Serenite Kings and whatnot. Yeah, we've definitely, I mean, we've talked to, I think, yeah, yeah, for I mean, ad nauseum about it. So, yeah, I don't want to don't spend too much ta- time yeah, yeah. continuing to talk about it. But, um, I don't know, maybe saying, since you haven't, you know, we haven't heard from you, what do you think about, like, those type of, of uh, win conditions? And, you know, you can make an argument that having a variety of win conditions is just generally better for the game, you know, instead of just like your standard beat down, you know, and, and um, you know, maybe maybe even just like OTK or whatnot. But, you know, having these type of fatigue, you know, elements and, um, you know, the quests or the DKs, like, do you, do you like, like, having all of this variety or, um, you know, are, are there just more problems than there are benefits from it? I've definitely enjoyed the uh, amount of 75, 25s throughout like tournament experiences. I think it yep. allows for a lot of cool lineups and things that you can do, especially in LHS. But I, I think it's been a big detriment on ladder as well, because you can play your odd warrior on ladder to try and rank up, be 75% against the odd rogue, and then be a 75% dog against the uh, mill druid. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's not very fun, right? Because it doesn't even have the 50-50. Uh, the stats yep. make it seem nice. But yeah, like what Gar is getting too is that there's way too many lopsided matchups and that makes ladder kind of uh, frustrating yeah we i mean i, I feel like i, I, I really want to touch up to that because i don't want to be so negative i think this is probably the best tournament meta we ever had in the history of hearthstone like balance nice. so like mm. this is why we see like all these top players performing consistently throughout the year mm. which is like yeah and with i think two expansions being released during the year and with new metas and everything, and we still have like the same people, most mostly the same people performing throughout yeah. the year. So it really shows that the tournament meta is the best we ever. I mean, so what that tells us, we need bands on ladder. It's like it's basically what it kind of tells us. Which brings us to you know we'll, we'll go in this kind of a little bit out of order here, but which brings us to the fact that in-game tournament uh, they gave us an update on this. They announced this like months ago that they were going to come out with it with you know in-game tournaments and it was going to kind of start um, you know without bans and be a little bit more targeted for like fireside gatherings or whatnot. Well, they just announced that they have uh, you know be- delayed it. They basically delayed in-game tournament indefinitely. Um, so that's a huge bummer to a lot of people because you know th- even if it wasn't a complete uh, in-game tournament mode, you know that was. Um, you know, going to fulfill everything that we want from an in-game tournament mode. I, I think the fact that the first iteration would be out was 
like a big step, you know, in terms of getting this actually done and getting it to the point where, you know, we all love it. And maybe we can actually end up integrating it into, you know, how HTT people will get points and whatnot for HTT. But now we've taken a step backwards. So it's super disappointing, especially with like all this talk about, you know, artifact coming up too and the timing of all this. Oh man, it, it just feels really, really bad. So, um, uh, saying like, I want to ask you like thoughts on, this the timing of it i mean i mean just how you feel about it just generally so they're not going to bring back open cups i guess is like the, <laughs> the big takeaway <laughs> okay uh, all right that's i guess that is something you can take away from that um yeah i mean i think overall it makes a lot of sense especially with um how fast esports is growing that there isn't a lot of ways to to welcome everyone right like blizzard has to think about uh, especially with artifact coming in how, how to like because there's more people looking at card games like how do you attract more of them to hearthstone right mm -hmm. and they're focusing on a lot of uh quality of life stuff instead of the the in-game tournaments and like like you said it's for shifting focus to new players instead of um the existing scene Hmm, okay. I mean, that's definitely interesting. Uh, I didn't actually really look at it from the standpoint. I mean, obviously some of these things announced were, were very clearly for new players, but, you know, I didn't really look at this change as, you know, th the same type of movement. Um, but, you know, for me, I, I what I took from this when I read this was just that, you know, it was a little bit more of, um, you know, I think a, an error from a product design standpoint. Like, I think that they just they were targeting like fireside gatherings and, and things like that when the community, you know, when they hear tournament mode, they wanted something obviously full featured, you know, something that's very like bands. Like when I first heard that bands weren't going to be part of the first iteration of tournament modes, that just sounded crazy to me. Um, but it sounds like it, for me, it, it took even more of a, you know, like a deeper, even uh, a dive into that and, and they just got to the point where it's just like you know if we build this we might have to rebuild it anyways when it comes down to like building the real tournament mode so so why even continue you know with this this type of temporary thing um Begara, i know you're you're ready to talk about this <laughs> so <laughs> there's gotta be a lot I, i'm sure you have some things to say about tournament mode being delayed here i mean well, there's not much to talk about because there's no tournament. <laughs> there's nothing like, to talk about. <laughs> like, like, we're waiting oh, for it man. for years, and then the announce the only announcement about tournament mode is that it's canceled. It's like, just like <laughs> there's not really much to go into. Like, um, I can like as I mentioned earlier, when you go over the entire article, it's like they go they touch on wild really quickly, like, like the wild balance, and oh, yeah, and they're not gonna do anything about wild like with different reasoning like um well it sounds like they're asking us for feedback on wild like they don't know th yeah. it's like almost like they don't know what to do <laughs> with wild like, they, they like they a lot internal... of people are complaining from from what uh, i saw and but there's also like a lot of people that enjoy the brokenness of wild they, mm -hmm. there's just so much broken stuff going on in wild apparently like there's too many broken combos and everyone has like "Quote unquote unlimited access to counterplay that is also like super crazy, and Blizzard is basically saying, well, a lot of people enjoy that, and but a lot of people hate that. So 
they, they're not quite sure what to do with it. So well, it sounds like they're having internal that? internal back and forth. Like there's a group of people internally that that want wild just to be unbalanced. And it's just not balanced, right? And then there's another side that wants it to be more like standard because of the you know there's a ladder and everything involved. So and another probably very frustrating feel about thing about wild is that they started doing like these wild tournaments occasionally. And then they completely quit that. I think the last time they did something with Wild, like competitive-wise, was over a year ago or even more. They did the one yeah. that controlled one. I think yeah. that was like the last or time they did it. second in, I think, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think this was... It's also like a huge hit. Uh, like Control, I think, also switched to Standard just because mm -hmm. of it. Like this... He did, like there's no balance changes for wild like the, the last balance change was the naga nerf because it was way too stupid in wild for for a long period of time and yeah. no tournaments being announced no changes announced and now this is like basically the first official statement from blizzard regarding wild and they're just asking for feedback and that yeah change anything immediate so yeah i mean i think nowadays it's a star aligner thing right like a lot of people have been been complaining about it. I haven't actually played Wild, so I haven't experienced myself. But lots of you know threads and, and whatnot, uh, or memes or whatnot, talking about Starliner and how Druid and how strong it is. Um, saying any any experience with Wild, pro pro I'm assuming not, given that how how much you dedicate your time to Standard. But um, I don't know any any kind of uh, opinions on Wild being balanced or not. I only own two wild cards, and they're Golden Lothab and Golden Doctor Boom. That's it. <laughs> okay, all right. You know. <laughs> so you're saying you'd rather wild just be standard then, <laughs> because it's pretty much standard for you, <laughs> at least in terms of the cards you have. Um, yeah, wild wild is just it's too much, and like yeah, why compete in a format that you know even the creator doesn't really support? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I just like just leave it be, like just let it be wild you know like let it be just whatever it ends up being it, right now it's just like an archive for all of our car you know old cards and a place to still play it kind of treat it like quick play you know like, and I, free I dust. Like, yeah pre, yeah free dust too um you know i i would would have preferred it just to be kind of that and um but you know I, we'll, we'll see what they decide with it i don't think it's going to impact me at least personally too much you know whatever they decide um but anyways, like uh, another thing that they talked about too is classic cards. So we are getting at least something new, you know, in the near future. Uh, so with some of the Hall of Fame retirements, um, you know, we there there was basically an imbalance in some of the class cards or the number of classic class cards. And uh, to make up for that, they decided to add two more mage cards and uh, a warlock card and a, a rogue card just to make sure all the classes have the same number of of class cards so uh the mage ended up getting icicle and tomb of intellect icicle is an epic deal two damage to a minion if it's frozen draw a card and tome of intellect is a common card add a random mage spell to your hand it's one mana so um yeah any any thoughts on this any any kind of archetype you think would th this would be great in right now i mean it's a worse bubbling book and bubbling book was already uh... okay like yeah. the, the people are saying like quest mage uh, I don't think Quest Mage can ever become a thing without Ice Block. It's just too weak, too slow, uh, too few defensive tools. But that's like the only archetype. Like if you, but this is a a, a big stretch. Mm -hmm. And any other deck is why would you spend one mana and a card to get a random Mage card instead of playing the random like a specific Mage card in your deck? 
this cut just makes no sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, again, this is for classic, right? So it could be for people first getting their cards, and you know, it's a cycle card, right? I mean, draws a card, which all four of these things draw a card. So um, clearly, that was a theme for the. It doesn't card. draw you a card because the card could be a different card. Yeah, and I think sure. like there's enough like basic cards in the game that are just better than this. It's really, really bad. Like it's it's like totemic oh, wow. mind. Okay. Okay. It, like, like I, I did play like free to play also way back in the day, mm -hmm. and yeah, this card is just super bad, especially now. Like but as you, I you said, you just said that these are totemic might level bad. Really? Yeah. Like, why would you spend one mana in a card to get a random mage spell? <laughs> it makes no sense. You get it's, another third pyroblast. <laughs> just play the random mage, like a specific mage spell instead, or play arcane intellect. It's a classic card. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Or like, a, you, mage has good basic cards. You have fireball, frostbolt, arcane intellect. Like, <laughs> this is really just um, I don't know. Like, no new player will play this card. It's it's worse than magma rage in my opinion. I would rather oh. play magma rage than this card. That's how bad it is. Okay. It, like some people are saying it buffs mana room, but that's also a stretch. It's, it's well, just, that's, it's just I mean, bad. it's not that. How is that a, that a stretch? I mean, coin, I mean, it does, right? I mean, you can get a 3 3, um, sure. you know, 3 3 mana worm and, and still have a card, you know, coming back to you. Right. So, saying, what's your thoughts? These two. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, wow. That I can already tell. I, let's say I, I think new players who don't know how, like, if they're building a deck, they don't know if cards are good or bad, right? So, like, putting in these random effects is kind of appealing. So, it's like less, it's less decision making in the beginning and just kind of getting a feel for things. Like, yeah, I, I think mm, okay. the new player experience is not bad. And I also think if, um, the the tome five mana Kabbalist tome was mm -hmm. still around. Mm -hmm. Like, would Quest Mage be okay in this meta? Ooh, yeah, that's a good point. I think I think Quest yeah. Mage would be pretty strong right now if it had all of its old tools, like even without Ice Block. Yeah, because you're you're adding another two, you know, two possible draws here, right, to help with the quest. Yeah, I could see that. Um. Okay, so what do you guys think about the Warlock one? So the Warlock one is also one mana, Call of the Void, add a random demon to your hand, common card, and then the, the like, rogue, one mana, Pilfer, add a random card to your hand from your opponent's class to keep with the theme. These better? Are these, these two a little bit better or no? The, the, the rogue class? one is worse than the mage one, but the Warlock one is probably from those three random generation one, probably the best one, because you can get good demons. You can get Void Lords, you can get yeah. Jaraxo sometimes. Um... Yeah, it's just the you don't really want to play this in any warlock deck, but um, yeah. it's the best one from these. What I don't understand is like, which is the weirdest thing is because these cards are clearly created for new players. Why the one of the mage cards is an epic card? Like, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, this is this this is like the only thing. Like, okay, it gives new players like new cards, whatever. But like, but this is a card you usually would not get easily. You have to craft it and. It's like on a similar power level, so this is very yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I think it's because they replaced what is it like ice blocker? You know, they they replaced the card, right? So oh, it's, it's it's probably had epic. to be a, an epic, yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, these cards, you know, like they said, they, it's geared more towards I think beginner players, and not you know, won't we won't see these cards? I'd be very surprised if we see these cards in standard anytime soon. Um, but continuing on with the whole new player experience, I think this is 
probably the best change or the best thing I saw at least in, in this blog was that they are uh, you know basically helping the the new player experience by building out an extra twenty five ranks onto the ladder. Um, it's not just like they're just tacking on twenty six through fifty on the normal ladder right now. I think what they're doing is creating like this space for the brand new players to play in and have still have a progression of the ladder because um, they're adding 26 to 50. But once you pass, once you get to 25, you can never go down into the 26 through 50 ever again. So, uh, you know, people that first start, people are like literally playing the tutorial and come into this and are playing with no cards. You know, they'll basically have this, you know, pre ladder sandbox to play in. Um, you know, before they kind of qualify into the real ladder, you know, which is you know past 25 or 25 and up. Uh, this is great. You know, like I think that the biggest hurdle to like new players or at least the biggest uh, uh, churn that we probably saw from new players is just because they end up playing people with like a lot of cards right from this. Maybe not right from the start, because I think they do match make, you know, try to new players together. But probably shortly after they're, you know, they're playing, you know, rank 22, rank 20 players actually have way better cards than them they just are really really bad so i mean i, I like this change uh, um i like this change a lot actually but what do you guys think any opinions on on how they did this uh yeah like another important thing is that existing players that play on multiple servers um they they have the option to skip the whole rank 50 to 26 as well like if you already play the game and you, you you make a fresh account on a new server like not fresh account but same account on new server you can skip this whole 50 yeah. rank thing which is very cool uh, but the biggest complaint okay overall this is very cool but the the biggest complaint is like the the icons like what they chose <laughs> yeah. for the icons oh man I feel like this yeah, is no dude. longer 2002 man <laughs> like in 2002 yeah, this is yeah. completely acceptable like you can be yeah. a tree now no <laughs> <laughs> we were talking me and the guy well, were talking about this too like it's such a it's not even the same art like i don't know what art style that is right it's it's considerably worse and than the other is ones known for like yeah. making the prettiest everything in game it's like clip art style yeah it, it's surprising like i, I would have figured they would have been much higher quality you know not the um you know not not just kind of like a brown like a lot like a beige background right at least something a little bit better like like we see with 25 to 1 i mean and they, it's so random. You yeah, go from chicken yeah. to mushroom, like, and then there's like a, a baby between the mushroom. <laughs> but you could say, "Hey, yeah, I'm a butterfly." You know, like butterfly. Yeah, I'm a butterfly. butterfly it's cool. Come on, bro. <laughs> it's yeah, 2018. Yeah, yeah. Saying, so, you think like this change, like how they did it, or? Um, I just you, hope that they're gonna allow players to skip after they commit to starting it. So, like, if you're a new player. Mm -hmm. and you opt in to play your way from 50 to 25. Like, mm -hmm. if you get the hang of the game by the time you're, I don't know, like 30, rank 35, can you just skip into 25 when you're ready? Or do you have to, like, play the whole thing through? Because yeah. everyone learns at a different pace, right? Yeah. I wonder how many, does it say how many stars each rank is? I don't think it does, does it? I mean, it says yeah. that you can't lose stars. It's similar to chicken. Like the the old rank twenty five chicken that you can't lose stars whenever you win. No, no, I'm saying like how but, many stars to like move up rank. You know, is it? Yeah, two? I think that's the only thing they they said. It's very similar than yeah. 
Because if it's Man, not much, then, you know. Why, if it's five wins? No way, no. It's definitely not five. <laughs> definitely not five. I mean, it's only, yeah, it's not even five. It takes longer than to get to legend. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that'd be so you terrible. Just think about it. Oh man, it take you all season just to get the right fifteen. <laughs> no, it's not going to be that. Plus, you have the hot streak. No win streak. There, there is win. There's going to be win streak. So, um, so anyways, I, I think that's a really good good ad. Uh, let's see what what else is there to really talk about. Uh, there's a welcome bundle that's coming soon. So you know, ten classic cards going to be good. I don't know what the price is actually going to be, but it's going to be a really good price. And then you get a free legendary. Which this time around is going to be one of the dragons. So uh, just hope you don't get Nazdor <laughs> or or Anixia probably, and uh, you know hope for the others because you can actually use the others at least in some capacity with the current meta. Hollow's End is an upcoming event, kind of a Halloween event. Uh, it's going to be a new brawl out there too, a new uh, Paladin hero too that'll be a, for purchase. Looks like a crazy, crazy mech guy. Uh, has a bunch of <laughs> bunch of prizes or treats or something that he's he's holding there but um that should be you know definitely fun yeah i still don't think we have enough heroes i, I feel like they could sell so many more of those if they wanted to and another um, thing is that some some heroes get multiple skins before other heroes some heroes get the first skin does every hero have a skin now actually oh that's good question i i think wait does rogue have a yeah Druid doesn't have a skin. I refuse to accept Lenara. <laughs> Lenara? <laughs> really? You hate Lenara that much? I've never used Lenara, actually. I'm I'm just I'm not one of those guys. I'm definitely not one of the skins guys. But this this skin is actually called Sir Anoyo, so it's obviously a Noyotron that's a, a knight of of sorts, given that it's a paladin. But um but yeah, so anyways, that's like all the news. I miss anything else? Let's see. Uh I don't think so. I'm trying to improve the fireside gatherings. I don't know if you mentioned Oh that. yeah, yeah. Fireside but... gatherings, they um they allow the the ta the the hosts to be able to pick from a list of all of the taverns. I think you can pick an extra one to include in, at your event so that uh all the attendees can play more than just the random one that they have like every month. Um, at the firesides, you can actually, you know, customize at least one of them. Um, so that's cool. I feel like even also that change is more like for newer players. Like obviously the diehard like tournament stop HCT competitors yeah. are not going to go to fireside gatherings. So yeah. I feel like most of these changes, like especially like including like twenty five more ranks with like I don't know how much mm -hmm. how difficult that is to implement. Yeah, and like the welcome bundle as well, right? The 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 new upcoming event, and it really feels like they they want to play to increase the play experience for new players yeah, more yeah. than for sure improving the ladder for legend players. Oh, Grimmy mentioned that the mul there's a multi class. Um, is it arena? Is it? Oh, is it actually arena? I thought it was tavern for some reason. I guess there's a multi class arena that's coming up here in the uh, during the event. Uh, oh yeah, dual class arena returns. Yeah, in the in the uh the event as well and then there'll be a headless horseman tavern ball that's what it is so uh the, the arena will be fun so you get to pick a class and you'll get to pick a you know a, a hero power that matches the class and then kind of go away with that that was that was actually a lot of fun the first time they did that um so yeah should be fun events are you know always a good time and it's good that they're continuing to do it but uh let's move on to let's talk about the meta a little bit um so we always do our meta pulse you know just um uh, just kind of show the power rankings of the classes real quick, and then we uh, kind of dive into some kind of decks. But real quick look at the 
the power rankings, things are settling, like you know, people are saying, but we did have a lot of movement, at least in the rankings. The actual percentages themselves, not too much, but you know, whatever's moving up and down, you know, kind of changed a bit. So, you know, Drew and Hunter up a little bit, Warrock down from the top spot. Um, saw uh, we actually saw Warrior go up quite a bit. Warrior went up maybe like maybe, maybe a per, almost a percentage point, so moved up to four from like I think it was like seven before. So, kind of saw that Shaman Rogue drop. I think Rogue is probably the biggest dropper here. Um, Paladin was actually up like almost a whole, like one and a half percent or something, or one percent or, or something like that. So, um, yeah, so not, nothing too surprising here. I mean, anything you guys see that's worth mentioning in terms of power ranking? I mean, pretty close except for Priest, right? Everything is like pretty tight. No? Okay. <laughs> I guess nothing, nothing to talk it's about very here. similar than what we had. Maybe yeah. that Warrior is going back up. Yeah. That is you know, for sure. Warrior was kind of like bottom, bottom four for a while. Mm hmm. Saying you're gonna say then? Yeah, I think it's it's a little surprising that Rogue is ranked so low in the power rankings, but mm -hmm. it's okay. Yeah. I, I think Questro probably um, has its ups and downs on ladder. So yeah, fair it's, enough. Yeah, I think it's more popular at the top. Yeah, this is ranked four to legend, so um, you know I think that's probably one of the main reasons why it's you know represented. It, it's down from last week. You know, I think it was number three last week or number four last week. So again, like the actual percentage points, it hasn't gone down that much. It's just you know like they're all really close. Like if you just moved you know half a percent, you would you could change by like you know six spots here. It's kind of crazy, or maybe four, four spots here. Uh, looking at class popularity, um, yeah, not too much here. You know, just a little change in, change between Druid and Warlock and. Shaman Warrior, but um, Paladin still down there with Priest. <laughs> Nobody wants to play the odd Paladin, I guess, or even just the OTK Paladin. Um, so I that's played those Paladins today. Yeah, I played Pri Priest. I was playing. I was playing the Savid's Priest, man. I suck at that deck, man, which is so shocking because I used to love Big Priest, and you know, I used to play Big Priest pretty well. But for some reason, I it's taken me many more games than I thought to to figure out how to play this uh, this big OTK ish priest. You know that uh, the um, the what call it the gallery the um, what you call it's gallery. Uh, you know, what I'm talking about the the big priest that has the um, that we talked about last week, Gara. You know the the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, know yeah. what you're talking yeah. about. Saying, like, you know what I'm talking about? The, the priest that has the... What's that card? It's like something gallery. Gosh, I forget. Um, cloning gallery? Uh, is it cloning gallery? It's it's, it's yeah. the guy's name, right? Um, Xerix cloning Xerix, gallery? Yeah, Xerix. Yeah, Xerix cloning gallery. So it has that... Um, it has Xerix at the end, so you can get just like one ones of all the minions, and then you can... Usually, if you get Valen and you get Ma you know, Malagos, you can just you know, OTK him really quickly after that. But, um, you know... Yeah. I tried to play that Doctor Legend a few days ago after yeah. champs. I'm gonna sit down, have some fun, you know, take a bit yeah. of a break. Yeah, and then uh, I gave up. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know. Like, you know, it was deck of the week. We set this as deck of the week last week, so you know, had a bunch of you know patrons and stuff playing it. And Raydan, you know, who's one of our, our longtime patrons, he was like, "Oh yeah, man." I was like, 15 and three or something like that." I don't know what he was. Something really good. And I'm like, "Oh my god!" I'm like. I'm terrible at this deck. I don't know why either. So the deck has like the most unintuitive mulligans, I think. Yeah, I think that's what it is too. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, I, I think I'm completely doing it wrong. <laughs> and sometimes too, just the lines, I'm not seeing like the lines I'm supposed to be taking, you know, with the decks. So um, it's really fun though. Like I highly encourage you guys to play it. It's like a lot of fun. La like, you can go check patreon.com slash value 10. I posted the list. You can actually get the code there. So um, it's, it's a ton of fun. But, uh, but anyways, moving on, let's talk about the top five decks in the last 24 hours. Um, actually, no, we can talk about meta movers. This is something that uh, Tiago put together, and he's been, you know, he tweeted it earlier. But it's just kind of a look at just, you know, some of the, the top, um, or not top, but just some of the key uh, archetypes that have, you know, the last two weeks and kind of like how it's moved. So uh, it's kind of an interesting look. So even Warlock's been been uh doing a bit better or at least been played a, a little bit more resurrect priest too resurrect priest is the one i'm talking about i think <laughs> it's what, they, what we're calling it um and then kdk palin so you know just like a little quick look at here just at, at these uh six classes um but uh nothing too big again like one percent that's not much you know what i mean or i guess maybe popularity wise it's kind of a lot um but you know doesn't sound like a lot though you know, I, I think when you get up to like eight percent, when when I think decks are being playing eight nine percent, that's when it's like, oh, okay, that's like significant. You know, in terms of people playing a ton for usually for a reason, it's, it's got a good win rate uh, or it counters some type of meta. Uh, but talking about the uh, top five decks that we've seen in the last twenty four hours, again, like this isn't like the week. This is literally the last twenty four hours with at least five hundred games. So Mill drew it out of nowhere, and then we got like you know obviously these these more more aggressive kind of tempo-ish uh, uh, decks. But then we got Mildred that shows up at the top here, which is like, what? Oh, wow, okay. Uh, and I saw Mildred even like a few days ago too, that, that there's those Mildred just popping up for whatever reason. So you guys played Mildred recently? I mean, is it is it doing well right now? I mean, it's always been doing decently, but anybody yeah, play the, it recently? The deck is fine. Yeah. I think it just has a lot of anti-aggro tools. Like even like looking at that list, right? You're mm -hmm. seeing double howl, double wrath, double spellstone, and a starfall. So uh, it's taking it a lot slower. And the mechathune kind of win condition, yeah, okay. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think what really increases the druid win win rate by far the most is what I also experienced myself. Is it takes sometimes so long before you actually see what your opponent is playing, what kind of archetypes, because all these druid decks have so many of the same cards. Mm -hmm. Like, they all play Wygov, they all play Nourish. Like, even if they go uh, um, Iron... Uh, Ironbark? Um, the 4-mana spell that pulls the free 6-taunt minion. Um, then you're like, okay, could be Taunt Druid, could be still Togwaggle with that tagged in. Mm -hmm. Um, and then in the end, like it, it takes so long, like because Mechatoon Druid plays exactly the same as Togwaggle Druid, right? Like, yeah, it takes so long till you like figure out okay, it's actually Mechatoon. And I don't even know how good it is. Like, that matchup was so weird. Like, Togwaggle Druid versus Mechatoon Druid is mm -hmm. so weird. Um, <laughs> it was like <laughs> it because is. if they burn your deck, that's exactly what you, you want. You can dump their deck the fastest, basically. It's, yeah. it's this a lot of these druid mirrors are super weird, like, um, but yeah, I think this is like the biggest thing. Like, people that right now at least are expecting like Togwell Druid, Token Druid, you know, Taunt Druid, not Mechatoon Druid. It was like a hype deck at the beginning of the expansion, and yeah, decks recycling, it's kind of like 
how people get blown out or surprised by Tondroid. Like suddenly everyone is like playing Tondroid like and then you're like, what the fuck? And yeah. I feel like it's the same happening with and that pushes the win rate a lot. Like even though like maybe the deck is not that good, it's like yeah. it just surprises people. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, is the rest of it anything any key tech that we see that we haven't seen in a while? I think these are pretty much like a lot of things we've seen in the past. You know, the I think that Temple um, Mage just really like uh, established itself as a deck in the meta. Mm -hmm. It was the past few weeks it was like Isis really like a good enough deck in the meta. Uh, I think also like Ot Warrior has like uh, deceased which was which is definitely the worst matchup for, for Temple Mage. It's such a bad yeah. matchup. Uh, uh, yeah, Odd War it's so three weeks ago. <laughs> like it's definitely it's really it feels so like three it, weeks like... ago. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but so yeah, even Shaman making another push. I think even Warlock was like right behind this. So I mean I think those two are even Shaman is surprising, right? Because Really? I thought uh, it I looked so. like even Shaman's been doing well. Um every time I, I ran the stats. But um Yeah, it is kinda like yeah. But it's a deck that kind of relies on your opponent to not have like a super crazy opener, because even Shaman is very bad in contesting the board early, like yeah. super early, yeah. the first two turns, because you go totem turn one, and like a zoo playing like a happy goal is basically game over because you have no board clears and no comeback. But if if you have play a bunch of average draw games, even Shaman comes out on top most of the time just because it's like power level, I guess, of the minions mm -hmm. and stuff. It's kind of interesting. Shredder works better though, right? I mean, than even Shaman. Like, saying, like, between the Shaman right now, like, Shredder walks, I, I feel like Shredder walk, I, I mean, I definitely had events. I see Shredder walk way more. Mm. Yeah. Close? Pretty close. Shredder, Shredder is, like, super popular in tournament, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's, I think there's one last thing that I wanted to bring up, which was um, put together this. Uh, spreadsheet for the show that um, it kind of introduces the concept of, of just looking at how the win rates look, you know, for top thousand legend versus any, you know, any legend underneath that, and then versus like rank one, one through five. And, um, you know, it's really trying to introduce a li little bit of the concept of, you know, people playing, you know, decks a little bit better at higher ranks or, or differently, whatever, better or worse, what, you know, for the most part, it's better. Um, obviously we have to take into account that the metas is a bit different at the different ranks, you know, so that, that does play into it, you know, take some into account, but I think eventually what will end up happening, I think this is more of like a comprehensive list, but eventually we'll, we'll probably like, like, um, reduce it down so that, you know, there's, there's, it's more representative of the meta, meta at that t time. So there's like at least an, uh, at least a number of games or a, n a number of qualifying, you know, or games that qualify, you know, the numbers. So, but right now this is more of a comprehensive look at it. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, like it shows that Mechathune decks, the priest and the warrior are, have the biggest difference, you know, in terms of like any legend player under a thousand versus like, you know, the, the guys, you know, where you guys are basically in the top thousand or so, um, you know, it's, 11% difference, you know, in terms of playing the, the quest, the Mechathune quest priests, which I'm not sure is a very popular deck, the actual, the quest version, but, um, the Mechathune warrior, you know, definitely something that we we've seen before. There's a 6.2% difference, which is kind of like, wow, that's, that's huge. Right. Um, anything on here kind of, uh, stand out? I mean, none of these, you know, what's really interesting is like some of the top decks don't appear like in the top here, you know, which, which kind of means that, I don't know. Maybe the 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 decks are kind of like quote unquote good in the meta. It seem to be, 
you know, easier to play, you know, like, and, and um, uh, maybe it's indicative of that, but we see spell hunter here, but I, I know secret hunter is way down here. So, um, yeah, well, I mean, I guess what's your thoughts on, on it generally, you know, we're, we're trying to like pull up some numbers here, but like, what are some where's, of the decks uh, do you think have like the biggest played, like biggest win rate difference in terms of where's, where's a uh, quest rogue on the list. It's pretty far down, right? Yeah. Quest rogue is yeah. Right. Here. Yeah. So this should be, I mean, you would think this would be pretty different, right? And it's not, that's like, is yeah. this 0 0.1? Yeah. 0 0.1 between, uh, basically, the uh, best players and I would say the top, yeah, at least the best players that you know are using a H H Invest Shadowwalk Shaman HDT, uh, Shadowwalk Shaman right here, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's actually worse. That's actually unbelievable for me, because like I f I feel like I play Shadowwalk Shaman so much better than yeah pretty much any player I face, and I have a way better win rate. This is in the last I week too, like, so that it shows on HS replay, but this is just. This shows basically doesn't matter, which shocks me. Like it definitely matters. Yeah, I, I mean, so again, like I ran kind of a comprehensive look. I think we, I think the the next modification to this will be like you know showing a more qualified pilots because this includes people that only played it like a few times. You know what I mean? Like even rank you know 200 300 400 you know let's just for whatever reason they're just like trying a deck which does probably doesn't happen very often because you know we're talking about people that actually care about their their rank and then one loss is like the end you know is really really painful um but you know this does include people that probably didn't play some of these decks very you know often so i'm going to distill this even more so it might not be worth talking about right now but once i distill it even more i think we'll we'll be able to get a better look at it like if um, if if the, the the stats are wrong then, then, then Mecha Tomb Priest would be like even crazier, like difference between. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's it's a little bit, it's tougher too because you know with rank only a thousand legend players, you know, obviously not every single one of these legends or even like fifteen hundred of them, right? Use you know are contributing to our data, right? So it it it's just less data too at the top. So trying to figure out the best way that we can because we we want to show like like the difference right in terms of of um you know guys like like david here you know and, and playing playing and, and even yourself gar like playing like the shadowwalk shaman better than everybody else you know and and we're tr I'm trying to basically figure out the you know pr perfect way to to show that so um you know i think with this list we still need to distill some more but hopefully we can get to the point where you know we can we can be able to show that but Definitely with the odd, but you, you know, Quest Rogue, you think has one of the biggest discrepancies. Is that kind of what you were you were uh, looking for there, David, or when when you pointed that out? Yeah, I, I think what the stats mean to me mm -hmm. as a representative, it's just like these niche decks that you just don't see a lot seem to be standing out instead of you know like factoring skill. It's just yeah. factoring. Mm -hmm. uh, people's inability or inexperience playing it or playing against it. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, that, that probably having a qualifier for a number of games would at least like get rid of that. Right. Get rid of basically the, um, the, the whole element of people not playing the deck much and not having, you know, just being bad at it just because they haven't played it much versus, you know, being, you know, you would think that you're well experienced, but you're still not playing it as, as well as, you know, some of the, the top tier players. Um, so we'll rerun that next week. We'll take a look at it a little bit closer. But um, uh, but yeah, that's kind of like one of the things that I you know, definitely would, would like to start 
you know, figuring out and because it's always in a topic. Like we talked about the whole odd rogue versus token druid last week, you know, and that whole that's like a debate, right? Between the you know, Fino kind of brought it up and and people have like different opinions Wasn't it on quest it. Rogue versus yeah, quest or quest rogue versus uh token druid, you know, which one has the better matchup? Which actually, what, what's your take on that, David? Quest rogue token druid, yeah, which one's better? Uh, in, in the matchup, in the actual matchup. I think it's still token druid favored, <laughs> okay. but you really have to change your mulligans because now that everyone plays the double fan, you're just looking to oh. play a list that runs um, double uh, double chain gang, double giggling, and just try to you know uh, space out threats and push in early damage because if you can't do that, you're going to lose. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, that's a good take. I mean, I think last week. Uh, I think both you and Tyler said Odd Rogue, right, Gara? Was that right? One of you guys said Odd Rogue. No, there's no Odd Rogue in this scenario. Oh, not Odd Rogue, sorry. Quest Rogue. One of you guys said a Quest Rogue. Yeah. Slightly uh, Quest Rogue. I mean, especially now with Fan. Yeah, but the thing is, the the, um, double taunt the double Serenite with the double taunt buff guy, it's it's so it feels like such a different list. Mm -hmm. Um Okay. It's also much, much better against Shadowwalk Shaman, by the way. But yeah. <laughs> because you get out of range from the Electro Double Storm. Yeah. And yeah. out of fourteen range. So it's, it's it feels like different decks, but Quest Rogue with double fan is also so different, I feel like. Yeah. I hear you. Okay. Well anyways, why don't we do some Q and A? Let me before we do, I just want to give a shout out to our patrons you know the good folks that have been supporting the show for a long time and if you want to become you know a patron and and uh you know tr help support the show and help us do it every week go to patreon.com slash value town uh we we do things like deck of the week and, and things like that with patrons and and uh we try to do a, a special show on mondays just with patrons just to talk about whatever we do with deck of the week each week but uh just want to spend some time give a little bit of shout out to a few of them mike t our legendary producer as always and then bryce l dave c nick p Peter V, Keepa, Greg S, Danny H, Code Chemist, Eric F, Roger F, Christopher B, and Richard M. Thanks so much, guys. Just to name a few, you guys. Well, we'll you know, if we haven't called out your name, you'll you'll definitely be called out in the you know next week or two. So uh, don't worry about that. We just have to you know we don't want to read out a list of a ton of people every single week. So we try to just read out a few of them every week. Um, all right, let's get to Q and A. We got Ahmed N, regular. Got a question: Is streaming killing competitive play? All right, that's a that's a good way to start. And shouldn't players be allowed to stream their matches on their channels? I think we are in a point where it is optimal money-wise for big-name competitive players to stream more and go to less tournaments. Okay, so first question, is streaming killing competitive play? Uh, you know, I think that, that maybe, maybe the root of that question comes from the viewership numbers. You know, like obviously when when um, HCT is on or, or Global Games is on, the regular streamers, the regular big, the biggest Hearthstone streamers are just streaming on top, you know, like, and taking away viewers, you know, like, I remember back in the olden days, it, we, we wouldn't have that, right? People would actually avoid streaming during the times where, where tournaments were on, and then so we would see, like, more of an aggregate uh, viewership for the, the tournament, and so we'd get these really, really large numbers. But uh, but nowadays, you know, there seems to be a disregard for you know events, and we we don't see any, anything like that. So um, saying, you know, I, I'll kind of pose the question to you, given that you know you're you're one of the folks that that get airtime on at the events, and 
you know, you haven't been obviously streaming as much because of, uh, you know, being just being so focused on HTT. Uh, yeah. Do you see streaming hurting the uh, competitive side of, of Hearthstone? Just the, the community streaming side of things? I, I don't think so. I mean, a lot of the big streamers used to be competitive players as well. Mm -hmm. yep. um, and most of the time you're watching them to get better at the game still, right? Like mm -hmm. Hearthstone. Uh, streams are still very, very two-way. That's a lot of interaction. And the, are there a lot of like viewers that just watch for entertainment, I guess? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's still some like that, but most of them are still playing top legend games, right? Like RDU, Tice, Dog, mm -hmm. they're all for the most part, still highly, highly competent players. And you watch them for gameplay a lot of the time. Like, a lot of that translates to people watching more tournaments as well. Yeah. Do it's you, kind of what you're feeling. Do you feel... Um, you know, I, I think that there are definitely some players, and I, I forget if we talked about it with Fino, or, or I forget exactly which guest it was, but, you know, there I think there, there are some players, competitive players, who are going to the events and playing the events that still have, like... You know, if you're talking about like the path to like getting to where they're trying to get to, you know, it's kind of like do well at the competitive events and but eventually finish off as a streamer, you know, like a popular streamer, you know, <laughs> you know like that sort of thing, right. right? We've kind of seen Tice do it, but Tice didn't necessarily like go into competitive Hearthstone to do that. And Tice is still competing to some extent, but you know, we kind of saw that progression, right? Tice being a, a top player, you know, a couple of years ago and even like maybe as, as recent as a year ago. And, um, and then now he's like pretty much a full-time streamer and he still obviously tries to get points, but still I would say Tice is like in that full, full, uh, streamer bucket now. Um, do you see that still being the general, uh, yeah, like that, that the prevalence of that being, um, you know, true or, and do you find yourself in that same bucket or not? That argument's been touted a lot, I'd say, mm -hmm. um, I mean, I quit streaming earlier this yeah. year so I could focus on like competitive. So am I doing it the wrong way? Or? <laughs> yeah, you could. I don't know. You can make an argument if at least you know the the people that feel you know that streaming is the end goal. You know, for all this, um, mm -hmm. and I think it probably comes from the standpoint that the money. You know, it's it's like a purely money play, or like the logic is, comes from money because there there is more money in streaming right now than there is in competitive harsh you know like i think you and just like a handful of people you know Andres, and are, are the ones actually making you know i would say uh, just a a at least you could say a recognizable amount of money you know i think most other players aren't you know and they're having to having to go to all these events too um so i, I don't think there's anybody that would argue that streaming is isn't like better money and i think that's where it comes down to right like that's that's where the argument comes from uh, unless there's something else, I mean, the lifestyle is the streaming lifestyle better. I, I've, if I wanna, I feel like now it's so much different than it was like two or three years ago. Mm -hmm. Because first of all, the the um, Blizzard is doing more for the competitive overall format. Yeah, like mm -hmm. with the team standings and stuff, so people can live as a competitive Hearthstone player. And I feel like now you you make more like a decision, but like back in the days, it like two or three years ago, it was more like fluid. You could like compete and stream at the same time, but now you have to kind of make a decision uh, if you want to be a streamer or like a competitor. 
and this is why it feels like streamer are like uh, mm-hmm. trying to steal viewers or whatever just because they can't compete anymore because of the tour stops basically like you just can't go to all the tour stops and stream at the same time it's just like look at these people like they're like traveling sometimes three months in before they get back home it's it's crazy uh, you can't just not stream for three months in a row so i feel like it's not the end goal it's kind of like you have to make a decision what you want to do like live from competitive hearthstone or being a streamer but before it was definitely like that the, the feeling i'll compete cool. win some big tournaments and then become full-time streamer it feels different for sure well, I, I i think it's harder to get initial notoriety just starting off and being a streamer full-time and that's all you do you know versus like trying to at least get you know like your name you know you might get airtime right just playing against like whoever plays against david here you know like they'll get at least airtime against him you know and and for whatever you know there's a chance that he might end up beating somebody that's very recognizable right and then I think that kind of uh, okay for for new people I think this is the worst time to get into competitive Hearthstone or like to become Mm, a a professional like a a big Hearthstone streamer or something like that right now like from streamer or you mean competitive like just both both both. okay both like because like you you're basically teamless right and you have to go to the tour stops to compete with the top other players yeah and who's gonna sponsor you that? So you basically have to sponsor yourself, which like a lot of these tour stops are like, they go from America yeah, to- Really to, expensive to, to go Asia. to. Yeah. They're all over the world. They're like, even in Norway, like this is like one of, it, it was talking about Europe, like the most expensive country. Uh, so that's like super bad. And the price pools are also like very low. Like you win like 5K or so for first place. So even if you pay us for your own trip to get there to win, you, yeah. you don't really get compensated so and blizzard is to supporting team standings right so mm-hmm. as an individual to get in a competitive hearthstone i think this is like the worst time right now ever just because of how hard it is to make a name for yourself mm-hmm. because like if you finish rank one legend um that doesn't mean as much because you have to like get into prelims by getting multiple finishes in a row but we actually have seen some people achieving that. Yeah, but Hunter is one of them for the, sure. The real question is, is like, is it easier to do that or is it easier to start from scratch as a streamer and get, you know, and get like traction that way? You know, so it's like it, it depends on also your how how you stream. Uh, I I know some new streamers in Hearthstone, but they don't stream in a competitive way. Like if you want to start from scratch as a competitive Hearthstone streamer instead of like an entertaining streamer or arena streamer or anything like that, pretty tough. Yeah, it's it's tough. But yeah. I think I also feel like Tio, uh, who played for Netherlands in HGG, is a relatively new streamer, and he didn't like compete in too many tour stops or any tour stops. And I feel like his stream is doing well. Oh, okay. Oh wow. Okay, and that's good. This is like a counter example. Mm-hmm. But he's like also like all the time high legend and he made it into HGG. So he, he was quite fortunate like for his position. But yeah. he's like a good player and Yeah. I mean I, that's the next up. I, I just feel like it's very difficult right now, like compared to maybe yeah. the beginning. Yeah, I, I um I don't know. I mean it's like definitely I've seen other um 
you know, like Overwatch, for instance, right? I, I feel like when Overwatch League was on, it just like crushed the streaming scene. Like there was just no streamers like at all. Now, now you know, Seagulls moved back to streaming, and you know, obviously XQC's there too. So it's just a little bit stronger because of that. But there was a time that I remember, like you know, this is like the opposite effect, where like the competitive side just like literally it takes over everything. So there's just like nothing left over from the community. You know, I think in Hearthstone, it's like. It's kind of like they was equal. by the way very similar like you you touched on mm-hmm. like with wow wow was the whole the whole week like number one game which yeah. kind of shocked me it's because of the new content and uh, the, the the guild leader for method had like 150k viewers and oh, usually wow. it was only ninja who hit those numbers yeah like it's it's, it's insane yeah it's crazy but um but for you for you, David, like, what what was your motivation in just like going full competitive versus streaming? I just I had to keep up. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh really? Okay, so it was just purely from keeping up from a, you know, just be, I guess being regarded as like you know oh. a, a a top pro player. Yeah, I mean, I, I streamed on and off right yeah. for the the year leading up to it, and I definitely wasn't in best competition shape before before we started the year mm, okay but didn't really like money and that revenue side of things didn't really play as big of a role in in deciding that or did it it probably should have but <laughs> i just wanted to compete yeah. i mean no, that's cool there's nothing wrong with that i mean i, I think even like now i might have like a slight positive EV to go to a tour stop. Mm-hmm. But mo- most of the time, even for top pro players, it's like negative EV if you're going to pay out of pocket, right? Yeah, for sure. So I guess, um, yeah. So I mean, I think that's what it comes down to right now. Like I, I think I think there's an even split, you know, like in the community and you can argue whether that's good or bad. You know, like I just gave you the example of Overwatch, which was the opposite. Um, where just like literally the competitive scene just sucks the all the content dry from the, the community. There's nothing left. Uh, or you can, you know, have a little bit more of a slit. You know, you just won't you just won't see like a- any one side, you know, be be maxed out because of it. You know, that's kind of why we don't see events get too much higher than 20, you know, or you know, maybe some dream hacks or, uh, you know, we'll get to 30 at times, but that's about as high as you get, right? Um, I forgot what, the, what did the world championships get to last year? Do you guys remember, like the viewership wise? I don't even like in in Amsterdam. I don't I don't remember what the viewership was that that was for because I was I was I was actually there, so I don't I didn't see see what it was. But you would think it would probably be the highest at that point. Um, but anyways, that's uh, Ahmed Dan's question. Uh, oh, go ahead. What? I just remember that the timing was kind of like poorly chosen on when it was like it's it was in January, so. and then the like the hype leading up to. Was kind of gone. This is what I remember. Well, Prime this says is like- he thinks it hit 100k. That, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah that, that's. I mean, HTG right now, like Morton was saying early, is at like 17k or 18k or something like that, which is actually really good. You know, like I, I think that's pretty solid for global games because global oh, games is like but- literally right in the middle of the day with every, all the top streamers. So, okay. uh, but this they- is like uh, uh, stage two already or something, right? Yeah, it's, we're getting we're getting down to you know like the people that qualify or the actual teams that qualify for for BlizzCon. So, um, all right, moving on. Jason R. So let's say Blizzard came to the Town and say, "Hey, 
we are going to have an eight-man tourney at BlizzCon of the best players in the world of Hearthstone. Please tell us who you think the top eight players are right now. Rank one through eight. Who would they be? Okay, so we already talked about at least three of people like earlier. Um, yeah, who would the top eight be? Like, who? What, what are y'all's top eight? I would say... The top six is uh, you take uh, Fate to Kama team and Tempestorm team and then plus two. <laughs> <laughs> the full teams? You would take the full teams. Yeah, so Fino, I definitely um, take Borgatron and Fino. I, I don't yeah. know if I take. It's a Glazer, right? Uh, oh, yeah, Glazer is. Um, I, don't I mean, he's I obviously a top player, but not top, top. Yeah, I wouldn't put him in the same like same bucket as, as the. So uh, Hunter Ace joins the club. <laughs> Hunter Ace joins. Okay, and then you've got. Casey, of course. Casey? Okay, Casey's close. Yeah, Casey's been on it, yeah. yeah, Casey's definitely up there. Tyler's almost on there, not quite. He just had, he's close, though. Uh, but definitely or, like, you, definitely talk, David, like, definitely orange, Muzzy. Guess, performance. Orange? <laughs> definitely all-time. He's probably all-time best performer. What we're talking about right now, though. We're talking about like right now, who would the top eight players be? I think we have... Would you, would you put... Uh, Will on there? Like, Amnesiac? I don't know. Yeah, like, you see him Will, Will just doesn't play enough. I feel like when Will plays, he plays great. You know, like, he, he does well at the, the tournament. Does he even play? <laughs> he, he, yeah, I feel like he doesn't enter as nearly as many. So it's hard to hard to judge Will. Oh, Bunny Hopper. Yeah, Bunny Hopper. Definitely middle of the season, or at least, you know, a few months ago, he, he would definitely have been up there. Well, let me ask you, David. You're you're gonna have the best insight, I think, yeah. on this. I mean, I, I can name six you right now. You can be as biased. And, and there's as probably like a lot of buffer between the last two spots, but yeah. What, yeah what's your take? You... What's your take, David? Um, the stats. Because I mean, we we have Elo. I can just yeah. list off what the numbers say if you would like. Sure, let's go for that. Yeah, I'm curious. Okay, so for overall, and this is not counting uh, the Americas Championship. Uh, overall, Elo is Hunrace is one, Muzzy is two, Tere is three, Fino is wow. four. I, I'm fifth. Siohyun is sixth. Yeah, Siohyun's had a good year too. Race is seventh, and Yarla is eighth. Casey makes ninth, and PNC made tenth. Wow. There you go. Okay. But wow, the uh, number four. Wow. I mean, I knew he was consistent. He's always consistent, but I didn't know he was four. Wow. He must be. Yeah, those those are the numbers counting um, uh, offline qualifiers as well. That is or counting online, or not? Those, those counting are, online and okay. offline. So that's like uh, really well basically all ones. competitive games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he must have been crushing on online ones. Um, okay, well, that's yeah. Race definitely. I can see why race is on there. Race has definitely had a great year too, and Co Hyun too. Um, Okay, well that's that's interesting. We got Prime here. It says Muzzy Hunter Ace, Just Saying, Fino, Casey, Bunny Hopper, Borgatron, and Killing All Day. Uh, okay. Purple deserves it. purple. Oh man, Purple almost got in this this uh, this last one. That uh, that was that was kind of brutal. He didn't get through. Um, all right, Gar, who was your who was your eight again? Let's take this one. Let's just take this one. Okay, like so, sounds one good. Is, the stats, stats. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, man, whoever is like running the ELO system should should like array. should like start a site, man. Just do. He should totally be be like the the ranking system. We definitely need one. So, 
<laughs> he, he's definitely going to try to do more Hearthstone things. Yeah, he should totally, totally do it. It's a, it's a product we're missing from the community. We've been missing forever. Like, I, even, even when, when Gosu was doing it, I, I don't think it was like, it, it wasn't like accepted by everybody in the community, you know, like to the, the point where every single term was using it for seedings and, and, uh, you know, things like that. So I, I don't think we've ever had just a universally accepted ranking system. And that, that's a great product to have, you know. And, and You know, they, they used to do invites to, like, CN versus NA and CN versus EU based mm -hmm. off of Ghost of Gamers. Oh, did they? Okay. Well, that's good. Like, your, yeah. your chance to win the Ferrari or whatever it was that you were <laughs> on, like, your yeah. Kind of arbitrary elo on Ghost of Gamers like that. That was a dark time for Hearthstone in my books. Yeah, it definitely was. I mean, I mean, there's this whole, you know, there just has to be some type of, uh, you know, just some type of of, um, what do you call it? Just uh, whether it's an organization or or just whatever it is, ranking system that, that just decides, you know, like which which events count towards it. You know, right now the closest thing we have is ACT. And I don't think HCT, you know, necessarily takes into account. I mean, it's just like literally raw points. It doesn't really take into account matchups, you know, and and um, you know, and, and even just like the granularity of it too. You know, if you lose first round, you you don't just get nothing. Like you lose first round, or you lose, or you know, you, you get knocked down Swiss. You know, it doesn't matter what your record is, you get nothing, right? No matter how how well you did. Um, but I, I feel like ranking systems, we you know, we need something that represents just every every match. So I'm assuming that's what that this guy's system does. Like it takes into every single match, including the Swiss ones, or no? Um, it does include all the Swiss matches, and I think it also gives some weight to number of games and mm. some weight to opponents' elo. So nice. Okay. Yeah, that sounds great, man. Totally, totally should, uh, totally should use it so that we can we can see it when we the rankings come out so. Few and far between. It's it's kind of crazy. Um, okay, any other questions, guys? Maybe one more question if anybody has one in the next like thirty seconds. Otherwise, we'll wrap up. Uh, I well, well, actually, I have a question for you, David. Like, when's your next event? Like, is is it the world, the um, the fall championships, or is there any anything you got to do in between? We're we're going to Oslo at the end of the month, oh, right, and then right. the next weekend is Singapore. And then I think it's championships. Oh man, that's crazy! So you're going to be playing all the way up to it. Um, yeah, get some uh, practice in, right? Okay, yeah, you can look at it, definitely look at it like that. Um, do you, do you not have any preference for like maybe hiding stuff, like going all the way up to it? You know, maybe like a couple weeks before it, or when do you have to turn in decks by? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they probably don't know yet. Yeah, it's a questionnaire, um, and that's about it. Oh, okay, okay. All right, well, it's going to be a busy couple of weeks then, or actually next three weeks, and then you're going to be at BlizzCon because the U.S. team's going to make it, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I it's looking grim again. We'll see. Oh, it's still possible, man. As long as it's still possible, you guys can do it. Um, but yeah, get ready for uh, just a lot of a lot more competitive Hearthstone in uh, you know the next month or so. Uh, let's see what. Okay, these questions are total meme questions, so I'm not gonna ask them. So why don't we wrap up? Uh, Dave, it's been awesome having you on. It's it's been too long since we've had you on. I feel like I feel like we were talking like 
you know, a while back about, you know, having you on a lot more regularly. And then, you know, we just kind of like never got to, to a good point there. So, um, but, you know, you've been having a phenomenal year and the team has been doing great. So, you know, congratulations on that. And uh, any shout outs you want to do before you take off? Um, no, I, I think I'm all right. Okay, cool. No problem. <laughs> Gar, how about you? Um, no, I think I'm all right. Wow. Jeez. No, shout out, <laughs> no, shout out to, to Stan for being on the show. That's super yeah. cool. Um, like right, like right after he won two huge mm-hmm. tournaments back to back. Absolutely. And yeah, it's it's been fun. Uh, lots of stuff happening, and looking forward to next weekend. Shout out to my stream. I stream every day. Twitch TV slash Garbage Okay, and uh, I think obviously both of you guys for doing the show, everybody for watching. You guys have been great in the chat today. And uh, you guys can find the show on uh, YouTube, of course, youtube.com slash hsreplaynet. And we, we are an hsreplaynet show, so definitely go to hsreplaynet, find the you know stats or find the deck that's going to you know help you climb the ladder at your rank and region. And um, you can find um, the show also on all the vo- audio channels like iTunes and Google Play and Spotify and, and uh, soundcloud.com slash chamianv. But uh, that's going to be it, guys, for this week. So... For just saying, Gar and myself, Cham MV. We'll see you next week. Peace.